Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a walk home when I was a lot younger. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I met my wife when I was at Cal. We were both uh, upperclassmen, and we started dating right around the time when I graduated, and she still had a year left. I'm, I'm one year ahead of her. So she would be getting out of class or, you know, walking home from, from some study hall or something like that, sometimes in the evening, and I was hanging out, waiting for her to get home because really liked each other, and, and in reality, I knew that she was really special and significant, and I, I saw a real future with her. So I'd be hanging out, and I was excited to, you know, see her and... And, you know, watch dumb documentaries. I mean, whatever we did when I was like 22 to waste time and just <laughs> and see the day go by. It's amazing to think about now. But, you know, we just hung out and watched TV and drank Coors Light and moved on with our lives. So she would call me at like seven or something when she would get out. She's like, hey, I just got out of class. I'm, I'm walking home. I'll see you soon. And it's like, OK, well, wh- well where are you? She's well, I'm walking from Dwinnell Hall or something. I'll be home soon. I'll see you soon. I was like, no, no, no. I'll come meet you and walk you home. I mean, it was Berkeley. It was 7 o'clock at night. She's a young woman. And I was like, I should, I should go meet her. And she would say, no, I'm fine. I'm walking home. I will see you soon. And I would always insist. Like, no, I'm going to come protect my investment. <laughs> and I'd get off the phone, run to meet her wherever she is and like chat with her on the way home and as she recalls, I'd be like jumping around and, and just being a goofball. And, you know, again, I, I loved this woman. I, I enjoyed my time with her. So I thought about that a lot because she always laughed at me for saying I was protecting my investment. But I really was. I really was. I mean, not not like, you know, she was carrying a bunch of money, but I I really did care about her, obviously. I didn't want anything to happen to her on the way home. And I was protecting my investment in that way, but also in my relationship. Because I think showing that level of care towards her helped her understand from a very, uh, from a very early point in our relationship that I was very serious about, about being around her. That I cared about her safety and I wanted to, wanted to be with her. And, and it was great. And shortly thereafter, we ended up moving in together and then getting engaged. And now we're married. We've been married for 13 years. So it was good. It was a good investment from what I can see. But the concept was interesting because I was investing in her. And it's not until recently that I realized that she may have not been investing in me. Right now, again, that's not to say she was not. But I was investing in her in that I was seeing this person that I thought was worthy of my time and my energy and not without a return, right? It's not like I was just doing this thing for this very nice person that I, I didn't see getting something back from. And that's not to say I was wholly self-interested, although of course I was, but that's not to say I was thinking of it that way. I just cared about this person and saw a future. But if you think about it, I saw a future with her which means I thought I was going to be getting something out of the future with her as as a return for putting all this energy into this person. Right now, again, I hadn't talked to her about it. It's not like I said, okay, well, if I do all of these things, we're going to end up with such and such a future, right? I just assumed that we were both on the same page. Luckily, we were. But I realized recently in, in talking to a lot of my students that 
sometimes people are just blind to the investment that others are making. Sometimes I talk to my girl students and they're dating some guy and the guy is just completely, completely out to lunch with how much the girl likes him or everything that she does for him. And he just kind of takes it for granted. He's like, yeah, like I like today too. Like today's great. I love hanging out with you today. And the girls are like, yeah, but I'm not hanging out with you today just for today. Like, you know, like I thought we were a thing. And he's like, yeah, no, I love you. Like we're a thing today. And again, the emphasis is that guys sometimes, well, all people sometimes just are not aware of the investment and the intention and the direction that other people see the relationship going. Now, look, this is not that crazy. I think most people understand that sometimes people more are more invested than others. Like, it's not uncommon to hear, especially younger people, talk about like, oh my gosh, he really likes her, but she's just not that into him, right? She's just not that into him, or he's just not that into her. You know, again, one person is investing and sees a future and is really committed, and the other person's like, look, I'm just kind of here. And that's sad, right? Fine. But what's more sad than that is when people fail to realize that there's an investment being made in them for the negative, okay? Because I was working on this essay with a girl recently, and she was talking about an ex-best friend. And more than guys, girls write about experiences where they have had this grand falling out because it has really marked them. It has changed the way they, they behave. It's changed the way they see the world. And it's not to say guys never write about things like this, but in general, they don't. Just on average, girls write about it more. And this girl who's lovely was writing about and talking about this person she had become very good friends with. And it's almost like as they became, as they arrived to the point where they were inseparable, this girl needed her around to just crap on. And it became this hellacious experience. The, the ex-best friend literally needed my student there to have as like a whipping boy. And it was this atrocious experience for this girl because she didn't understand what happened. They had become best friends super quickly. And as soon as they were kind of, you know, really attached to each other, it was like, ha, I got you. And now that I have you, you're going to fill this very specific role in my life. You're going to be this lesser than person that I can talk down to, that I can give a hard time to. And it's very sad, obviously, because you know this, this poor young woman, the ex-best friend, probably did not invent these manipulative tactics or, or tendencies, right? Like she's probably victim herself of somebody who treated her very poorly, which is a terrible thing. But she was acting these things out on my student. And, and we're talking when they were younger. This was all, go, all going on through middle school. But it was interesting because in talking with my student, it was very clear that the girl had initially made this investment, right, had initially committed to this person, but had these negative returns that she wanted, right? She wanted that my student to be committed to this relationship with her so that, and again, they weren't dating, but they were like dear friends. She wanted my student to be committed to this relationship so that she could use her poorly. And it is a terrible thing to think about that people could suck you into a relationship just to treat you poorly. And it's almost like, how could you do that? Right. I think about the joke I was making with my wife. It's like, I got to protect my investment. The investment was wholly positive. 
right? I wanted to marry this person. I wanted to be with her. It was this awesome thing. Like if I disliked somebody, I would never hang out with them. I would never kind of like, you know, court them, so to speak, uh, with, with malicious intent, things like that. It's just, it's almost unbelievable. But I think it happens to people especially when they're not cognizant of the fact that people can be investing for negative reasons. And, and that's a terrible thing. It's bad when one person does not understand that someone's making an investment in them for the positive. It's bad when a guy or a girl failed to realize, right, that somebody is really spending a lot of time and energy on them and maybe they don't feel the same way. That's a really sad thing. But it's even worse if somebody invests in you with the intent to do you harm. We need to be aware of what people are doing with us. We need to be aware if somebody's investing or somebody's giving more or somebody's doing everything they can for us. But we even need to be more aware, even more cognizant of why they're doing it. We can't fail to notice it, but we certainly can't fail to notice why they're doing it. Both are bad, but having somebody make an investment in you just so that they can treat you poorly in the world is never excusable. I'm Matt Todd, and this is Engine That Drives Me. Go out and crush it.